Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, we are here to talk week 13 of the NFL. Uh, five weeks left? Ago. Is that right? Yeah. Five weeks left? Six if you count 13. Six if you count thirty. No, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Plus the All playoffs. Right, and as I was, yeah. I was looking ahead in the schedule, and I jotted this down today. Shit's about to get weird. Yeah, because we've got double Monday night football. We've got Saturday games. You've got a Christmas triple header. You've got, I mean, a few weeks of Saturday games. The whole Christmas weekend is going to be weird. <laughs> like because Sunday night football is Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day, there is a East Coasters, like a 1, 4, 30, 8, 15 triple header split. So maybe Scott's like, wouldn't it be easier to have the family over on Saturday? You know, honey, just get this over with. I don't know how you need to work around this. But I mean, if you made it through Thanksgiving, you can make it through Christmas. We'll open presents in the morning and they know I have to watch football all day. That's just life. Yeah. So, yeah, if if you were unmoored. By uh, watching Tim Boyle throw a uh, a pick six with two seconds left in the first half on Black Friday at noon, <laughs> gird your loins because more weird football days and times are coming. Um, Got to make and, a uh, good point. Remember, remember when we'd have COVID and it'd just be like <laughs> yeah. Tuesday oh, night football next week. Oh, no Tuesday reason. at four o'clock. Let's watch some football. Uh, yeah, that was. Wild. I didn't hate that. That was fun. Um, you know, it's not going to be as much fun. A lot of Patriots <laughs> in the old primetime slate coming up. Not sure what AI thought Patriots were going to be like in the month of December this year, but it's not going to be good. And yeah, they're going to give us a lot of it. <laughs> we, we talked about this. We said we can forgive Bezos. We can forgive AI for thinking that Aaron Rodgers late in the season would be exciting. Because there was a bunch of Jets games that he didn't, they didn't know about the Achilles. I, yeah, How free pass, yeah, easy pass. But yeah. but what was what was this Patriots team's like ceiling? <laughs> was was it, was there some eight thought wins? process that know. like everything clicked? Eight wins, I, yeah. I Zappy know. versus what was their win total? Was their win total seven and a half or something? Like they were power rated as an average team to start the season. Like I'm, some I'm of the look headlines from preseason were, some of the look headlines for the Patriots preseason look insane right now. Um, their win total was seven and a half. Their super odds were sixty to one. I don't think they're going to make it. They've been officially eliminated, right? We're starting. Think, we're in the elimination did, season, aren't we? Did you? Here's here's a fun one. And I don't know if somebody was pulling my leg. I'm going to have to actually pull up the NFL standings for this. Um, someone said technically, mathematically, <laughs> the Carolina Panthers, who are 1-10 in 10 right now, could host a playoff game. And, yeah, that's absolutely true because the, the leaders in the division are 5-6. and six. They could absolutely finish 6-10 and 10 at this point. Or you know whatever <laughs> it takes to tie to, my goodness, yeah. There's some teams like Amazing. teams are not eliminated. It's a little early to be eliminating teams. I feel Patriots. like this is probably an elimination game for the Panthers, right? If they lose this one, they can't get to five. Uh, yeah, this is this is we're we're, we're on yeah. we're on true winner go home uh, type of uh, type of situation here with the. Panthers I don't know if it was going to be like the, the Bucks. Who who was yeah. going to be on the poster for this one? Gasecki? Like what was the? I'm gonna be excited. <laughs> it is. It's weird. It's weird that the Patriots got these many games. We'll live with it. We'll watch them. We'll have yeah. fun. 
Um, and yeah, I don't know any other. I bet you the Patriots' th- highest drafted fantasy player was probably like Ramondre Stevenson or something. He's been pretty good yeah. at actually fantasy. I'm just trying to guess as to who they were thinking they were going to be promoting. That's probably him and you know Kendrick Bourne, punts on some of the wide receivers <laughs> late. That's about it. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get into this mess. Back in two quarterback leagues. Ready to talk some football? Yeah. Let's um, start with a fun Thursday night matchup. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Didn't get hold your up. thoughts on the finale on Sunday and what the takeaways were there. And I didn't get your thoughts on Monday uh, because Monday we didn't really get to let that one breathe. You got any thoughts on uh, Chargers, Ravens, or Bears, Vikings you'd like to get off your chest? Oh, I mean, the Chargers-Ravens, it's just a matchup of two teams that have had trouble closing games. Chargers for the better part of a decade and the Ravens for um, this, you know, this current tenure this year. Mm-hmm. So that game ending like it did felt right. Okay. I think the right team won. I'm not sure. Okay. And I did, I kind of want to shit on your four and a half a little. You got a great number. Sure. It probably should have got home in the macro sense. But sure. looking at it like, how many times are you going to get a 40-something missed yard field goal indoors? Yeah. Like I, I, At that point, you, you were on borrowed time once you get that missed kick. How many times are the refs not going to call pass interference on an elite quarterback who gets hit out of bounds right in front of the side judge? I know, but that's early in the game, so it doesn't yeah, feel no, as I know, impactful. But like, it doesn't feel as impactful, yeah. but like, you no, know, that's, they, how, they, that's they, how our minds work. You know, a 7 nothing lead would have felt pretty damn good. Missing, the refs yeah. have been missing shit like that all year. Yeah, they have. Um, the refs have lost the plot this season. Uh, Bills, Bills fans might have a yeah. have a example for you. For oh man, what, rewatching the games this last weekend, this had to be the worst ref week of the season so far. And what you know, what's weird? We're twelve weeks in, guys, but we, we don't. We haven't gotten into it. We haven't hit our stride. Refing football yet? We're not in. We're not in season form yet. Uh, um, and like Sean Hockley, are we going to still let him ref games? Like what? I don't think he should be doing play. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, and Bears, then, Vikes, uh, yeah. Bears, Vikes. What was the, like the, what was the vibe in, uh, what was the vibe in Vikings country on Tuesday? Morning? I felt, and I really do want a dog on somebody who I've, I've, what is the past participle? I'm not even sure if I'm saying that word right. Yeah. What is of, the past participle? Uh, yeah, of stand. Like I stand for Taylor Swift. Like you someone stood. I, you I stood. stood. I stood, you stood for. Him. Yeah, I stood for <laughs> KOC, stand. and I rightfully it, so. It is, I think it is stand. S T A N N E D. I know, but with the slang, I feel like it might be different. Oh yeah. Um, you stunned. You stunned was, for. Yeah, you stunned was, for. Well, you, stunned who did you stun for? The KOC. And I still think he has a very bright future. I think he is a very much above average head coach who has a long career ahead of him. He shit the bed. <laughs> that the, the three play calls that they sent out there after they got the ball back were just like, how much time do you think is left? How many scores do you think you're up? And then obviously the, you know, I can't put the defensive calls on him but he certainly has something to say about it. But the fact that they were so aggressive coming after, I mean, that whole first half, they were getting damn near sacks and you know, every other play, it felt like a lot of pressure. Yeah. And then on that drive where the bears ended up, you know, kicking the winning field goal, Flores kept dropping the blitzers back into coverage and, and letting like, that's, that's kind of poison with, uh, <laughs> with, you know, the sec- with, with the that, quality. Yeah. Well, just with the quality of the coverage and also, you know, with Justin Fields, you give him a little time. He has an arm. 
Yeah. That that seemed like the wrong calls on both ends. Like I really think the Vikings kind of fucked that game up. Yeah. They Neither did. team is good. Well, the Vikings still have a 50-50 shot to go against the uh, go into the playoffs at this point, yeah. which is something. We'll get into the playoff uh, yeah. pictures, but no, it felt like a bad game, but uh kind of you know good for the Bears. Yeah, as I mentioned two weeks ago, it was deserved to win. You know, like Tice, yeah. Tice or Mays was talking about that on the Athletic Pod. Mm-hmm. You got to find ways to win some games here now if you want to start changing the culture. Still feels like Aberflus is like 50 50 to see next year. Mm. It might be a hey, if we're drafting a quarterback, do we want to want to just start over with everything anyway? Yeah, right. Well, the weird thing is the defense next year is going to be good. They're good now. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. The Bears defense all of a sudden, don't look now. Like this well, ain't that's your, fun if you think you're bad in bottom five Bears defense of your. This is very, very good unit. Yeah, two two top <laughs> yeah. five picks. Yeah. If you if you go quarterback and there's like three offensive tackles that are slated to be in the top ten or near that. Yeah. If you can get the other tackle settled. And you're by I, the way, you're good at evaluating offensive linemen. Yeah, I think you did a good job with Braxton. If you can get a quarterback and another tackle to anchor things up. And then maybe find one more, uh, you know, one more good wide receiver too in in free agency. Maybe Fields gets traded to somebody for you know something. You can get some extra picks. Bears yeah. rebuild is actually looking pretty good. I don't love everything Poles does, but they they fucking fleece Carolina man. <laughs> um, in hindsight, right. obviously. In hindsight, uh, I will also say this: like uh, just for you know, no Bears this week. I don't know why we we're going all and on about the Bears necessarily, but that's fine. Uh, the mark is still rating the defenses low. <laughs> like, it's like fifteenth or better. Or better, yeah, maybe. Maybe if you, if you look at the yeah. whole of the season, like right now, they're yeah, top you time 10. decay. You got a time decay at this point, and I would say that they are good, like top ten. That's and also, by the way, 10. they've been dropping pick sixes, man. Like two weeks in a row, they've dropped like multiple pick sixes. Like that's uh, I know they got four picks. Um, but there was other picks out there to be had against um, against, against the Lions. Definitely too. some against Goff. Yeah, so there were the pick six that would ice that game. All right. Well, uh, it, it's not quite draft season, Matthew, but I am working on my first mock, Ooh. and it is so much harder this time. Damn near impossible. I talked to I'm some just... people who were in person for Ohio State, Michigan, and they came away thinking it is absurd that. Marvin Jones Jr. is not, or Marvin Harrison Jr. is not being, uh, you know, kind of given consider- serious consideration for number one overall, regardless of your quarterback situation. They were like, this guy is a franchise changer. Um, did you know he's 6'4, like 215 or 220? He doesn't look that big on field because he's so quick, I think. I don't know. 6'4 and four, runs a 4'4? Four, four? How, yeah, how in the he's, hell? He's the big guy who has speed but gets separation and, and still can out physical you. He's yeah. just like the fucking total package, man. So he's very, very good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, speaking of the Bears, the Bears, the Bills, the Vikings, the Raiders, the Ravens, and yes. the Giants are all off this week. We have so there's a lot six, of good teams. Six buys, which is unusual. Next week it's the Cardinals and Commanders, and that's it. We're done with bye weeks after next week. Just two next week. I'm not sure why they couldn't make it even, but here we are. And yeah, Thursday night football starts with. Cowboys Seahawks in a, mm. another one that kind of looked like a fun one on paper if you were looking at it last year, but <laughs> the state of the Seahawks is in a very different spot, and that's they've had a topsy turvy season. And I guess the Cowboys kind of had 
two, um, I posed this question to the Deep Dive DGen Discord. I said, what is the Cowboys' best game, best win this year? And it's not an easy question to answer. We kind of, we kind of, I mean, honestly, there's lots, the best, of, there's lots of impressive wins, but so, you're talking about the best opponent they've beaten, right? Like their, their best, their most impressive win. It's probably, to me, they're probably their most impressive game was the Eagles game, man, mm. that they lost because, like, as a whole, no question, their most impressive win was probably against the four win Chargers. It is a really yes. weird schedule, man. Yeah. I'm going to give it to the Rams because the Rams got bet that day. The Rams were relatively healthy at that time. I know Stafford got hurt in that game, um, but that was kind of their most complete effort against a team that I think has a pulse. I don't think the Chargers really had a pulse that day. I mean, it was it was on the road, so I wanted to give them credit for okay. that. Sort of on the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so far. So. Um, all right, Cowboys okay. are out to okay. nine at some places. <clears throat> Um, if this does hover around eight and a half, obviously I'll throw it in some teasers. I played a, over 47 on this today. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is going to come down to what we get out of the Seahawks. I looked at everything. I couldn't make any good cases for the Seahawks defense right now. The Cowboys mm-hmm. offensive line is playing at an extremely high level. Yes. Uh, I, I I forgot to double check this. I don't think Dak has taken a sack in like three weeks now. Not since so, uh, Terrence Steele let him down at the end of that. Uh, and, and not since he was in the fucking red zone against the goddamn Eagles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he it's, took it's, that sack with 20 seconds left. It's been a while. So, yes, as Colin says in the chat, they do get off to a fast start. They're going to get off to a fast start at home. Um, they're facing one of the worst third down defenses in the league. This defense does not get pressure. It's not going to, it wouldn't anyway against this offensive line. Dak comfortable against the young secondary who's had kind of some ups and some downs. Like uh, Cowboys might have 28 in the first half. Like I'm, I'm just kind of banking on this turning into the Giants game where, hey, DeVito scored a little bit at the end. Yeah, it's because the backups are in, man. Yeah. Like, this might be a bloodbath. This is, I think this is correlated to Cowboys eight and a half. I might make a little fun, you know, two and a half plus 260 parlay where we get Cowboys minus 10. Sure. And over 49, something like that. But I do mm-hmm. like this. Uh, I you like know this the Dallas over. team total is 27 and a half, right? I know. I thought about just playing that. <laughs> the, mo- the more I think about it, I'm like, man, I should I should just be hitting this in a bunch of smaller ways where it's just yeah. Dallas team total, Dallas first half, first half team total. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, let's, let's try to talk of the Seahawks. Okay, you ready? Too, because <clears throat> we've seen teams with legitimate threats move on this team it's just gino's been very inconsistent abe luke is probably back that helps that's, that's kind of big i think it's it is kind of big K- kenneth walker out almost certainly but i think charbonnet is just fine so if they can run the ball which is something you should be able to do it's a team that hasn't been able to run the ball very well which is unusual for the seahawks but if they're able to run the ball at all keep keep the drives keep the chains moving because not only are they bad on third down defense they've been bad on third down on offense they need to sort out a few of those things if they want to keep this close but i kind of love a team with three good wide receivers put into a game state where they're down by multiple scores immediately so over 47 for me yeah um that's cool i think you're i think you know you're one half of that is super solid which is cowboys getting points the other half is a little sketchy but possible um and 
you know, it does come down to the offensive line play. Um, my current rating, by the way, for the Seahawks is so low off market. Like I am way, way low on these guys. And make this. I am saying that having bet them aggressively against them aggressively last week and then downgrading them even more. Um, right now, overall as a team, I have Seahawks rated 27th. Oh my God, that's low. That feels wrong, low. Um, they have their offense at 22 and their defense at 30. Uh, I don't know what happened to this defense, but it has just fallen apart in the spot, yeah. um, you know, in place. It's decaying in place. Um, they're you know, kind of recently weighted results are, are just screaming that this unit has no juice. Um, and that should give you an opportunity for the Cowboys to really punish them. Uh, the Seahawks offense with Abe Lucas back maybe have a little bit of stability at the offensive line. If it doesn't this week, then I definitely would be fine next week thinking that, okay, with the f- extra time to get ready and him definitely back in the fold and everybody kind of being on the right page and Geno Smith yeah. even f- further removed from the injuries, then maybe next week, uh, against the Niners, they're a little bit more feisty. <laughs> Not that I'm going to take them to beat the Niners, <laughs> but no, no. there's a price point where they're a bet against the Niners next week, surely, right? It's just because yeah, yeah, they're going to be healthier. Yeah, just because they're healthier and because of what just happened, right? And, like, and the, other, the other final little caveat on this one is the fact that they both played Thursday. It's not a normal Thursday night game where these teams have had a short week to prep. We've had a full week of days in between games for both of these offenses to prepare. I mean, the Seahawks can't be realistically, if they have any, any glimmer of, you know, decent amount of self-reflection or self-evaluation, they can't be going into this game saying, we're going to shut down Dak. We're going to we're going to keep the, this is going to be a low scoring grinded out game where we win it on the ground. They have to know that they have to get their offense going here. I might that's have missed the something. only that's the only path to win. You're not going to hold the Cowboys to like 18 points no, in this no, game. No, like they have to know the offense has to figure something out here. No, that's the somewhat problematic thing about the Seahawks though. They're determined to run the ball and they don't have Kenneth Walker and they can't run block so they're kind of dead on the like every running play is sort of uh conceded down uh i might have missed something but it's on our lads uh abe lucas is still dfr full is... practice though yeah no so no it's but one of those it's one of those activates can you do that day of game or do you have to do that day before you have you have until um so the vikings game with jefferson they had until 3 p.m local to activate him okay Okay. So it's, so, it sounds so like we'll know. We'll know. Indications were tomorrow, good, then. but okay. I, right. you're allowed to do it way earlier. Yeah, no, but they're waiting around for some reason. I, I just want to make sure that the time didn't come and go. And I no, will. You can activate the day of the not. game. Okay. 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 All right. Thank you. I hate these little new wrinkles and nuances. So and stupid there was there was reports from SI, which I'll have to see if it was written by AI. <laughs> um, but no, it was from a beat reporter, so they're saying he's expected. Carroll said he had a good week; he practiced the whole week, apparently. So, yeah, it if they like, don't start uh, start showing some marketing him to activate, so. okay, okay, I like that. If they don't start showing some market improvement, this team's losing out, and they're not going to playoffs. And they're already in deep trouble with the playoffs because they have two losses to the Rams, and the Rams are coming, coming, coming. Um, and their schedule is not doing them any favors. Dallas this week is not going to help. San Francisco's next week is not going to help. At least they can take a deep breath after that and play 
Philadelphia. Uh, so very realistic chance that the Seahawks hang three more losses. And then at that point, is the snowball rolling out of control down the hill? Like, are, are we talking about Drew Locke time? Like, you know, like if you if you lose games that you're supposed to lose, it's still going to be a gross losing streak. Guys are going to start losing jobs. Um, I don't know. What's what's there? There's a whiff, a vibe of Seahawks lose out, right? I feel like there's a buy point on whatever brand of gum I should buy stock in Wrigley. <laughs> Hockey's going to be chomping. There's going to be a yeah, lot I mean, chomping. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a good enough coaching staff to keep that from happening <laughs> to, from okay. the locker room to completely quit. But that's it's a, weird that the young players having are not a good coaching all, staff though. doesn't just like. That's that's not enough of a bump to beat the Cowboys in the front forty nine okay. Like you're still gonna lose these two games. Okay. Like okay. what 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 would you put for a you know prop bet? And I know we can just multiply the the uh money lines, but like in your mind, give me a percentage Seattle loses the next two weeks. Oh like eighty percent. So I would say 70, 75. maybe. Yeah. You're saying this week and next week, or have, this week and then games. the next two? Yeah. Oh, lose oh, even games. higher than there. What are they on the money line right now? Aren't they like fifteen percent to win this game? Time. Yeah, and but then... you 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 multiply it out like. No, it's a low number, man. No, it's not good. <laughs> it's a low number. All right, um, all right. Let's let's carry on. Uh, the um, Chargers at New England. Yeah, there. You the, the look ahead is ten and a half next week against San Francisco. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, it can, and that's going to go up if they if Dallas does what they do and just absolutely, you know. Crushes well, I mean, their... look what this price is, and then I, I'm sure you have San Francisco. What? couple points higher than like san francisco is still among the elite like i think i have them two full points clear of you know kind of the next group Uh, my my numbers when i updated them i I was just starting to put them in tiers and i'm like oh man i felt bad because i had philly fifth behind kansas city and dallas and i look and it's like oh it was dallas 7.14 kc 7.09 Philly 7.04. So there's like a tenth of a point, you know, between those three teams. Yeah. Then I have I have the Niners above that, obviously. And then Pat yeah. the 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 Ravens, not as high, but above those teams as well. My my numbers, by the <laughs> way, say that uh there is something in the ballpark of a uh, 78% chance they lose these next two games. That's fair. I think that's I said 70, 70, 70. <laughs> that me. sounds all right. So Chargers at Patriots. Hmm. Uh, we don't know what's going on. This is kind of like the uh, the Matt Canada thing. Anyone who's a listener and caught the Matt Canada plus Kenny Pickett equals, you know, they just they exacerbate each other's problems. Like, don't know, like, what the problem is here because you do have quarterbacks who aren't progressing. You have a new system we're running, kind of. I mean, new system with the new people. You don't have pieces around him that are good enough in the wide receiving core. You've had some, you know, uh, up and downs in the offensive line, and the defense was able to hold its own for a while and then suffered some injuries. So this is just the Patriots are bad because of some of the parts. But at the same time, like, there's a lot to fix to get this team back to where Mm -hmm. they need to be. Yeah, I'd be t- I'd be tanking like a motherfucker if I was this team. Uh, Chargers coming off a tough loss, kind of need this one to stay in the playoff race, but they kind of don't need to cover to stay in the playoff race. 
kind of it's still it's a bad team. It's still a big road number for a team like the Chargers, man. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> I'm um, I'm not running. I'm not running to lay this many points on the road right now with this team. Yeah, that, that said, if you Keenan Allen, you see, he popped up in the injury report. Yeah, a different injury. Not good. So that that is something. So there is there's two things about Wednesday injury reports. I want to. This is all I want to say about this game. Because I really <laughs> like game. Oh, so I have something we, better to say. Because yeah. we we talk about Wednesday injury reports, and like sometimes take it with a grain of salt. This is yeah. a you know it's a veteran rest day. It's a guy mm-hmm. who's going to get a break anyway. They just put it. You know they just write knee because his knee might be a little sore. It's been sore for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, when a guy has missed the week before, and then doesn't practice at all Wednesday, that's Obviously not good. The, you're not showing a sign of improvement to at least get out there and get some LP. But when a guy shows up with a completely different injury on a Wednesday injury report than the one that's been bugging him, yeah, that's kind of a fucker of a red flag, isn't it? Yeah, and it Keen, is. like you said, Keenan Allen has been such a, a fucking oversized portion of their target share of their offense. Well, he's the only guy their, he can count on. Yeah, he, he yeah he is the only guy he can count on right now, and. I feel like Guyton was banged up too. So they're in a bad place with Williams out and Johnston being a, not a has been, he's going to be a never have apparently. He's a zero. Yeah. He's, yeah. he he's not contributing to this offense right now. So if you made me bet this, I couldn't in good faith, take the plus six. I think I would probably just take this under 40. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of schemed stuff to Gerald Everett in this game, which doesn't ever doesn't sound doesn't doesn't, doesn't inspire confidence in the uh, the Chargers. And also, I'll also it's not the you, sexiest like, thing there is. The guy scheming it is you know this is Kellen Moore working for Brandon Staley, and your whole thing at the beginning of who you know who is it the is it the players or the coach is system or is it the talent? Like, what's the deal? Why are the pay? I thought you were talking about the Chargers defense. Um, because that has been one of the more underwhelming units of the entire campaign so far. Chargers defense, I think, is fairly rated right now in the bottom five. Um, yeah. They are giving they they gave they gave a, a pretty decent effort, I thought, against the Ravens in prime time. So maybe there's some turning in the corner there, but ultimately was not enough to keep them in that game. Um, and I think uh, you know, absence of Bosa is notable. Um, yeah, lack of corners. No, he he was notable. Yeah, he was a very good. He's the Keenan Allen of the defense right now because yeah. Derwin James is playing poorly. Yeah, <laughs> Kenneth out there just like scuffling around. They can't cover with <laughs> the linebackers. Yeah, you... They're struggling in the secondary. They can't tackle it basically all three levels right now. It's yeah. it's a full ass bottom five defense without Bosa. So it's uh, yeah. you know, are you going to get enough out of the Patriots? What if it's Zappy? Because as yeah. much as Mac Jones has been a, a disappointment, Zappy's not better. He's probably a downgrade. Yeah, I just like that Brandon Staley is focused. Uh, he said uh, the AFC is wide open, and uh, the Chargers road to the playoff. <laughs> it starts Sunday, Andy, in uh, Foxborough. Uh, the road to the playoffs for the Chargers. Uh, that's correct. Brandon Staley has not given up on the season. Uh, all they have to do is go and beat the Patriots, Broncos, Raiders, Bills, Broncos, and Chiefs, and they will be a 10 and 7 team and probably on the outside looking at it. <laughs> so, nine. Yeah, yeah, nine is nine's a tough. 
there's a there's an outside shot that nine does it in the AFC, but it is I a very know, big underdog to ten. Yes, it is very and much ten, so. and it's like ten with the tiebreaker for the most part. I'm, yeah, I'm going to so, be breaking. I'm going to break down the playoff races because there's so many yes no prices that I think might be a little goofy. I'm yeah. working on that tomorrow morning. I'm excited yeah. to look into that and see what I think because that's something I wanted to pin down. What my what my median expectation for the uh, five six seven eight. Yeah, five six seven eight. I just can't say it with because it's from you know five six seven eight. Five six seven <laughs> seeds are in each division as far as how many wins and losses. Yeah, they'll have um, fourteen ten final. Go Chargers! Give themselves some false hope. I will probably be on this under. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Okay. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the Patriots. I'm not going to bet that team. I don't think well, just, this is such a good opportunity to get the <laughs> offense going. I just don't trust them to do that. No, no. everybody's they're completely <laughs> effed. Uh, they don't have any receivers. This is the game where two, two, neither of these teams. Why is this total 40 and a half? Neither of these teams has receivers, right? Who's a Patriots number one receiver right now? Is, is it really Devontae be Parker? Because Parker's been awful. Bourne's hurt, right? Bourne's done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bourne's I'm done. Park, he, he was, Parker? he was their best. Smith Schuster, um, Tyquan Thornton. You see Tyquan Thornton dropping passes that hit him in the hands in practice from five yards away. Like these guys stink. Uh, I, I honestly I don't know who their best receiver is. You want to guess I, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter Henry? Most, maybe I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Bourne. I mean, Bourne is he was good during the beginning part of the season. Like he was the guy that for you know obviously until the injuries it's like man this guy this guy might be something here and it still wasn't <laughs> impressive um the i'm gonna revisit this who got the most totally targets is. who do you think got the most targets over the last well they were off a week ago with the bye we'll say the last two weeks with the the game in week you know the game in week 10 and the game in week 12 who do you think got the most targets on this yeah. team hunter henry Hunter Henry only got five. Oh, no. The answer is 18 targets, by the way. What? The last two weeks, the Colts game and the uh, Giants game? Yeah. Go ahead, Chad. I'm trying to remember the Giants game. I didn't watch these. Uh, Is it the rookie rookie kid? Demario Douglas. Demario Demario Douglas? Is that who it is? He now he now leads the team in targets for the year. Kendrick Bourne has fifty five as well. <laughs> Obviously, should pass him. So oh, here's how little I'm paying attention. Hunter Henry didn't even play last week, and De- no. Demario Douglas is hurt now. <laughs> Every, everything is going suck. Yeah. These everything guys suck. All right, I'm gonna revisit this total. Uh, it's, it got it's fed too up high. It should be thirty seven. I don't I, understand. It got fed up, all. and I just I kind of was like, oh, I guess I missed something there, so I'm just gonna stay away from that game. I, um, I think I've talked myself. Can't in. Be right. This is like a lean that I've talked right. myself into now. Um, Atlanta, New York Jets. Speaking of low totals, <laughs> yeah, he is concussed. <laughs> I have not been watching the Patriots, so I'm not gonna bet that game in the end. Don't that don't don't count that against my uh, my record. I'm not betting that one. Um, wow. 34 points here? That's the that's the total of this game? There are, there are NFL game, right? that have ticked down to 33 and a half. Oh, my God. <sighs> so, Ritter you know versus Boyle. <laughs> you, yeah. The Falcons ran for like 250 damn yards last week. This is a tougher defense. This is on the road. They still have good enough players and the scheme to move on this defense on the ground and not let, you know, Ritter, Ritter things up. You should probably win this game. It's, so it feels like a game they'll lose, right? Sure. 
because it's the Falcons and that's what they do. I, I really do not want any part of this because laying laying points on the road with the Falcons feels ishy. Uh, this is very much this is very much in the shower fart conversation. Yeah, it is the Jets, um, but I mean, Boyle has some weapons to throw to. Get yeah. a good running back. You get a good wide receiver. The offensive line is messy, um, and he's not any good. Uh, we, I think the the market was uh, generally downgrading about two points from Zach to Tim last week. So, just looking at my numbers, this total is probably where it should be. Maybe even a little high. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Falcons defense could pitch a shot out here. That wouldn't, that wouldn't shock me. I don't make the Falcons this big of a favorite. Um, I still, I still have New York anchored high because of their. You know their defense still can go yeah. out there and play really well. Yeah. Um. I. You want to play a quick game? Yes. So the uh, the Jets the, the Jets offensive line last week. Um. They uh they were fully healthy. In fact, they uh, mm-hmm. the guys started the game played all five. They played all played all uh fifty eight offensive snaps. Um, I'm going to set the over under. I'm going to set the over under on number of players you can name on that offensive line at one and a half. Can you name two of the offensive linemen for the Jets? Oh God, I can't even do the center's name. Okay, Elijah Vera Tucker. Nope, he was not a not no, available. Not, last week. Not available. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. my God, why can't no. I think of the? Can you name one? Think... Can you get one? I, I, did I overshoot this big you, time? You overshot me here because I haven't. <laughs> I could, I could, I could have come up with one. That's why I said it at one and a half. Okay, ready. The starting center is rookie Joe Tipman. Tipman, okay. yes, this Tipman. is one. The starting guards were Lakin Tomlinson, the great Lakin Tomlinson, still in league. Uh, and a player named Xavier Newman Johnson played uh, the other starting guard position for the Jets. <clears throat> so that's a, that's a nice interior of Tipman, Newman Johnson, Tomlinson. <clears throat> Your tackles for the New York Jets were Max Mitchell and somebody named Carter Warren. <laughs> <laughs> these are not these are not computer generated. I don't feel players. as bad now. I don't feel as bad. <laughs> no, they're so bad. I should have like, got, got Tipman. That's You should have got Tipman or Tomlinson, I think. Uh, but only because like Tomlinson because like, he's been around. Tomlinson because he's been around. And he's been talked about a little bit because he's like whew, whew, what a unit, man. Xavier Newman Johnson, Max Mitchell, and Carter Warren are starting. Every snap for the Jets on on the offensive line. Well done, well done, team. You know how like they say dogs or your dogs and their owners start to look alike. Sure, it's kind of the same <laughs> thing with like an offensive line and a quarterback. <laughs> like it's fine. They 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 mesh well. Yeah, it's an a, yeah, they, yeah. These are not only were these guys all starting for the Jets, the offensive line. All five of them were writers for Sports Illustrated. Yeah, Dave, were those SI writers? Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's geez, good, he guys. made the suit. All right, hey, uh, so real quick, the um, it's more fun talking about the futility of the Jets offensive line than it is talking about the absolute cream fest that was going on with Aaron Rodgers returning to practice today, Andy. Holy shit. There is no content on earth I want to see less than a slow-mo version of 
Aaron Rodgers throwing a ball into space. <laughs> that is the last thing on earth I am interested in seeing. That is how pathetic this franchise is that they're that them and the people that cover them are so thirsty for any coverage that is not this team is a miserable fucking disaster that they will go and find a Per, the best throw they could find, slow it down and say, oh, he's back, Andy. He's back. You know who's not playing football this year? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. He's not playing. No he's not chance. playing. He's not playing. He's made, fact, he's made me look like a fool before. I don't think he has it in him this time. <laughs> the only way I think – so I think we could do it. If we yes. could get Dr. Fauci to come out and publicly say that like <laughs> no one can come back from an Achilles system. Cannot be phys- he, it's, he would, it's he against medical science says it's impossible. He yeah, he'll be, be starting this week. He'd be in the Johnson's <laughs> office. Um no, it it's one of the yeah, he loves the attention. It's fine, whatever. It's giving the fan base something. It, honestly, I, I'm more okay with it than you because it's giving the fan base a little bit of hope because I feel they had such high expectations for this oh, year, yeah, man. Sure, sure. What if they're what if they were Mets fans too, man? <laughs> oh, that sure. team that team was supposed to be in the playoffs. That t- I mean, yeah, I guess the Nets the Nets are playing okay right now. Sure. I don't know how the devils are doing, but no, I'm I'm fine with that part of it. But I don't think he's playing. Like this is clearly a <laughs> hey, let's get some attention because Aaron loves that. He does whatever he wants. Let's yeah. give the fans something to get excited about. But we're not going to be in the playoff race when he's ready. Dude. So he, there's no if if they let him play football after they're eliminated. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking. Like, I, you're gonna pay him all this money. You're gonna let him come back. Oh, I'd be. Just, I'll be delighted by it. I actually, I'll be delighted. That by would it. be hilarious. <laughs> somebody, somebody had a tweet too. He said his his other his other Achilles has the chance to do the <laughs> That was my favorite tweet of all today. That yes, was you shared that, that with that me. Would I, me I, I really no, love that, that. That would just be malpractice at that point, guys. So, of course. Okay. So do here's finally. You know, we could go on and on. I could list my top five most least favorite cringe tweets of today. There were some beauties like like nobody wanted to stay late at practice but then they heard aaron Rodgers running some sort of drill oh we all want to stay late now like i get like we can take everybody take a deep deep breath um my uh my gut is that this is to fuel rogers sense of i want to be part of the team story and in in this in the spotlight uh right there's a little bit of this kind of fueling his narcissism and then the other thing is it's uh it's giving trying to get maybe the defense not to quit here because the defense has got a lot of signs of quidditch i don't know if you're tracking these numbers man but this defense was clearly top three at the halfway point of the of the season and they are slip 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 slipping and uh it could be opponents but it could also just be i mean uh, it's just the, how much the hard, grind yeah. of the season trying to carry an entire yeah. team sure so what how, how do you how do you turn this into a an adjective sisyphusian Sure. Yes. You're rolling mean, the ball uphill and then they're rolling it roll the ball over up you. The hill, it's getting crushed by it on the at, way down. At the top of the game. hill, Zach Wilson just kicks it right back down on you. Yeah. If oh, you good. He know, turned the ball over. Let's go back out there. Yeah. If if you want to know the game that uh, the Jets defense quit, I think it was probably the Chargers game, right? Like that. Like it was. That was I mean, about no, the. Quits, that was about the hard hardest effort all. we've ever seen from them. And then you know they give up. I mean, in hindsight, giving up four hundred. What did they get? What they give up almost 300 yards offense to the Raiders offense, who's trash. They gave up a buttload to the Bills, and then the Dolphins just absolutely gashed them. So, yeah, I mean, it's a uh, uh, 400 yards of offense each of the last two 
um, at least the last two weeks. In fact, if they don't get three turnovers on the Dolphins, they probably concede what forty points in that game. Like it, it, this, this defense is they needed a pop, but they needed something to be excited about, and that's kind of what this feels like. The twenty-one day window is going to come and go, and he won't be activated. That's my general sense. Let's move on to Arizona Pittsburgh. Interesting market in this one. The four hundred and twenty whatever yards that uh, the Steelers put up was it uh, true or false? It was a sign of a clearly better offensive coordinator slash offensive game plan. Ooh, that's or, too. Give good. me a percentage. Too, how much? That, how much? Too, how much yeah, credit that, that, will you give to the Steelers? How much credit do you give to who uh, they play? bottom the, three defense right four, now? Yeah, four, three, four. Yeah, it's a very, um, very, very bad defense. That said, I know I give a good. I give a decent amount of credit to the Steelers because I, I'm going like sixty forty. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, they're definitely, I guess, here you go. You want to do, you want to, you want to, you want to divide up a pie? A, a slice of the pie goes to the great Mike Tomlin. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't even see that coming. How did I, how did I not see this coming? No, it's serious. It's seriousness though. Like there was an, there was like a little bit of a kick in the ass to the players, right? Like, like, Hey guys, well, no, for sure. Know, for sure. When, you know, fo- focus I don't here. think, um, I yeah. don't think he was well loved. <laughs> so like when it, it's the same thing we saw with McDaniels getting fired, like whenever sure. a coach that sure. clearly was holding you back leaves, like there is a, there's a bit of a dead cat bounce. Right. I will say though, there, there was most of the success that they had was their rushing attack, which is, has been great now for a couple weeks. That was not a, that was not a revelatory, something different about the way they were calling plays. The issues with the Steelers offense has always been lack of continuity, lack of kind of a fabric that ties the running game and the passing game together, right? Like if you think of what the Niners do and the 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 um the Dolphins, <clears throat> they are so good at disguising whether it's run or pass or like what part of the field they're trying to use. Like it, it is, it is just so brilliantly camouflaged and dis and, and uh, uh, misdirection everywhere. Uh, and the, you know, what the, what the Steelers were doing was only attacking along the boundaries through the air and then only running off tackle with a little bit of running inside, you know, you know inside runs that were just, totally wasted downs right yeah. and there was a lot of predictability like there was a lot of like okay in this situation they tend to do this there was not a lot of misdirection there was not a lot of making linebackers guess safeties guess safeties freeze and i was i saw a little bit more of that but uh, a ton of it was just the fact that Fryermuth was back and they targeted him over the middle of the field 11 times and For if you are at least with, targeting yeah, yeah if you're at least doing weak, that weak linebackers weak safeties yeah. yes yeah, you're if you're at least attacking somewhat over the middle of the field, and then you know, then you get now credit for that, it's like writing you your credit name for on that. the test, right? Yeah. It's like writing your name on test, and also, by the way, you want to attack on the boundaries with your wide receivers because that's where they're the best at winning, and it takes a little bit of the you know helps helps them with a little bit of separation anxiety at the boundary, uh, and uh, so yeah, I think ultimately, like, there's signs that there will continue to improve, but like, just basically, like. <clears throat> So fundament, fundamentally, three of the best, sorry, the Steelers' best three offensive performances in EPA, total EPA this season, were the three of the last four weeks. The one week yeah. that does that was not in the sample is the Browns game, right? Uh, so basically, the offense was already trending up. 
And now this should give them a nudge with uh, kind of, you know, full health and everybody fired up about how successful the running game is. And, you know, Tomlin, uh, you know, Tomlin leading the ship in the right direction here. But the, the, the best part. Can, they, this can they do it again? So and, and that's and they do it again. Like, I, I just I just sorted out. I picked, you know, roughly the split. What part of the season was in half? So I went week six through 18 which obviously yeah. we haven't played for those weeks, the <laughs> yeah. dead last in defensive success rate, the Bengals. The yes. Bengals have 48% they success have rate by opposing hard. offense. It yes. has been rough. It's been a rough go, especially of yes. late. A little bit of attrition, a little bit of injury, a little bit of not being good to start with. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals are not far <clears throat> off the bottom of that list. That's They're absolutely true. Seventh. So that is true. There's a decent chance to do this again, um, but... You want to lay points with this team? Right now, I have the Cardinals as the second worst defense, and they have made very, very, very bad offenses look very, very competent. <clears throat> and oh yeah, I, Seattle should have scored forty on them. Like, yes, yeah, they should have. <laughs> they very much should have. And there's the and shit, man. They've they've had they've made a they've 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 uh, made a lot of teams look good this year, and I think they could make the Steelers look good here. Um, the bigger question and the bigger trying to figure out when I rewatch this game, when I rewatch the Cardinals Rams game, because like there were a couple of games that I think are important on your rewatch if you haven't already rewatched last week's Lions, Lions Packers is massive. The important I watched that just for love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not because I love the game, but just to see what love. No, was just getting, to, like, to see like is, yeah, that's what, the other like, happening. What was happening? Not? And then the other one was Cardinals Rams because you needed to make come out of that game with a sincere opinion on did this tell you something about the Cardinals being bad or something about the Rams being good? And I came out of that game with more Rams offense good, and I came out of that game with uh, Cardinals offense question mark. Like it was, it didn't make any sense. They're only using Kyler out of shotgun. Kyler's not doing any running, and he has a set of targets he's throwing to that can't generate separation and that aren't big enough to make, you know, contested catches. He's like, it's like he's desperately missing a DeAndre Hopkins type of player who was always kind of the cheat code when he was his best, and he, Kyler Murray is always his best when he has like ten rushing attempts per game and he's out there scrambling like the overhead play against the uh, the Cardin uh, against the Falcons, and that's just it's not part of the game right plan right now for some reason, and I don't understand. Uh, and going up against the Steelers, where you that might kind of work with their linebacker injuries I, I don't i just don't see it happening so um i think the cardinals are kind of fucked here i don't really know why the market moved them off a of six to five and a half i in 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 full reflection of where we are with these teams i thought the adjustment from the look ahead to steelers six was actually correct so if i had to bet this game i would play the steelers and if i had to play the total i would bet the over but i'm a little concerned about the weather and uh a little concerned about the cardinals contributing honestly yeah, <clears throat> I can see. If you wanted me to bet this, I would bet like Steelers minus thirteen and a half. Yeah, it's just it feels like a like a twenty four to three kind of game if you end up with it. Because for yeah. for the life of me, I and I know he's had a really tough road to hoe, but I haven't quite figured out what Drew Petzig is as an offensive coordinator. Not at all. It's it's been tough because we had to start with like hey, we're starting Dobbs and we don't really have a lot of skill position players. Connor's missing some games, Ertz is out for an extended. Now we're throwing you a Clayton Tune game. Now you get your starter back. Like it hasn't been an easy job, I'm sure, but yeah, like you know you just watch old games, but like, hey, here's where Kyler was the best. 
Yeah. Just fucking sort the stats. <laughs> That's what, like, go sort the stats from his career. Which games did he have the highest EPA? Go watch those. What was he doing in those games? Go How watch those tapes and call yeah. those plays. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, that would be, that would make sense to me. Uh, so they've now had three games with Kyler Murray back. You want to guess EPA per play for the Cardinals in that three, in the last three, over the last three weeks? <clears throat> Hmm. So, what name the three? It was Rams. Yeah, this is against the the all world defenses of the Falcons, the Texans, and the Rams. Rams and Texans. Yeah, three very middling units. I mean, it's probably a negative number. Uh, yeah. Well, just how about a rank? Just give me a rank. Oh, like twenty eighth. 23rd, 23rd. Really? But uh, yeah, but that's just because some of the other teams below them are like the, the, the Patriots and the Giants. And oh, the Jets. The, Jets and the, Jets. <laughs> and the Browns and the, and the Browns and the yeah, uh, yeah the the Saints actually. The, you know who's better been better than them? Titans and the Bears and the Seahawks. Tampa has been better than them. Like, like this is, is what a sad state of affairs we are. Um, Pittsburgh's been markedly better than them, right? by the way. Last three weeks, they are number 15 in the NFL. In fact, actually, let's go back to week nine. So the best, the three best weeks of the season for the Steelers offense were 9, 10, and 12. Um, so if we go from week nine to today, the Steelers are number 10 in EPA per play. How about that? That's a, what, a sad, just, what a sad, pathetic state of affairs we're in here. You just got to play the Bengals product. more. <laughs> you got to play the Bengals more and... Uh, hey, you know, hey, guess what? The Steelers are going to get to play a lot of is bad teams uh, coming down the home stretch here. Do you see their next their, the the rest of these yeah, games is, here? This is a playoff team game. This is unbelievable. Is there yeah, like the weird thing is like the two wild the three wild card teams in the AFC right now are Steelers, Colts, and Texans. Browns. Go go. Well, no, I'm just. I no, think the three. I think the, as far as the standings go right now, I think the Browns. Oh, are the Browns in? Okay, well, yeah. whatever the case is, but like like Houston, Indy, and Pittsburgh are. <clears throat> in the playoff mix, right? And if you want to try to get the Bills in, if you want to try to get somebody else good in, <laughs> one of those teams has to fall apart. None of these teams has anyone on their schedule who's likely to beat them. Like, this, they, this they're, they're all teams that can beat themselves. Like, the Colts losing this week doesn't feel out of it. Okay. Okay. The, uh, Steelers, but the Bills the need to start winning some games. They are 6-6 <laughs> yes. with a 100-point positive point differential. Um, so yeah, real quick, I'm, the I'm Cardinals. Sorry, the Pittsburgh gets the Cardinals this week at home. They get the Patriots next week at home on a short week. Then they go at the Colts. Then they get the Bengals at home again. So they get to play the Bengals defense again soon. Then they get to Seattle, and then they are at Baltimore to round out the season. Like entirely conceivable that we have seen the last Steelers regular season loss this year. I feel like they lose to Seattle. <laughs> if they're it's eleven the and four. Yeah, that's on the road. Yeah, their last two yes. games are on the road at Seattle, at Baltimore. Um, Eleven and four, Pittsburgh Steelers. What kind of price are we talking about for Tomlin, Coach of the Year? He's probably fifth co-favorite. Favorite. No, he's fifth favorite. <laughs> he's he's still behind. He's still behind Ryan. He's still behind McDaniel. He's probably. You know what? Yeah. Uh, I just put this out into the universe. Like, <clears throat> if you beat the Chiefs the Bills, the Niners, and the Cowboys in rapid succession. Everybody knows you did it and you finished the season 16-1. and one. Mm-hmm. I think you can leapfrog people because somebody's oh, sure. got it. I mean, and, and what sucks is you're probably giving sure. Jalen Hurts MVP for reasons unknown at that point. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, but it's, so it's hard to get two awards, but man, I, I would struggle to not put Sirianni as the second 
choice on my ballot for like everybody. Yeah, like, I feel sure. like he would rack up a lot of points. You'd be in the top yeah. two on every ballot. Uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. it's no, it's that's tough. Fair. That's fair. It's a, it's a it's a good race. There's some good races, and then there's offensive rookie of the year. <laughs> okay, we'll get to the we'll get to the Eagles. Um, Carolina, Tampa, Carolina Bay. Tampa. Yeah. I took a little bit of Carolina money line here just because it was a big number, and I don't like the Bucks injury status. Yeah, I played. I played the under thirty-seven. Um, okay, I was, there's hey, teams yeah, good that number. can take advantage. There's there's teams that can take advantage of people like what they say, Nicobe Dean, Jamal Dean, and Jamal uh, Dean, Levante, Carlton Davis, Jamal, Levante Jamal David, Dean, yeah. David and Dean. Like, there's teams that can take advantage of those guys being out. There's teams that can't, and the Panthers on the road, I don't think can. I don't. It's, and not only that. Well, I'm not saying they can't win a low-scoring game. I just don't. I don't see them going and putting up 24 because of it. They don't have that. Uh, Not only that, but I don't know that we get this dead cat bounce off. You know, off what we've seen. Did you know that? The, the you know how they said like hey guess what these other guys are fired too um yeah yeah the uh, quarterback coach McCown and the McCown uh, running back and coach Deuce, Staley, Deuce Staley. Yeah. yeah you know that the interim fired though <laughs> oh he did <laughs> yeah that was that was I guess that I read this no today. I didn't know that I, I read this and this was from a, this was from why a Carolina beat I don't know why this is so funny I, I I don't know why either but I laughed so lo- like when I read that what? I said, so I guess apparently. Chris Tabor, uh, who was the interim, as soon as he took the job, got rid of McCown and Deuce Staley. Said they're they're off my staff too. I had no idea. I'm gonna have to go find this article. What? But it was it was from like a a, a, a Carolina reporter. Is he just like he's exerting his control? Like he's like. A- <clears throat> so not only not only are you missing like, I don't know the think about like your hierarchy of offensive coaches. I you see clearly. Right. Oh, no. So you have on. the head coach. Yes. Yes. You have the offensive coordinator. Yeah. And then below that, probably quarterbacks coach, wide receiver coach, running back coach, tight ends coach. Correct. Correct. Those correct. are your like and offensive line coach. Like those are your correct. big seven. You got rid of four of those. Okay. And at this point, like I don't think there's some like oh we're just we 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 have the the brain trust is here to fix all this. I don't yeah. I don't know that it's going to be a very clean product okay. and at the same time we, we could be we could be in brisk or brisk trask territory here too yeah that, that, was, that was that was why i played that was why i played carolina yeah, like, line. well two reasons yeah, it is like 50 50 that he goes and that yeah, is, I, I fully agree i mean that. it's super important for him to go but think about how bad baker looked at times in the preseason and they still at like week two said yeah he's our guy yeah. Trask is not good. So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm very comfortable with this. This could be 1310, hopefully 1310 Panthers. Okay. <laughs> I give a shit who wins. All right, good deal. Uh yeah, because like uh there's a chance Jay Z Horn's back. There's a chance Jeremy Chin is back. Uh Chase chance uh CJ Henderson is back. Like the defense might be at absolute full strength for the first time practically all season. Um and Azuro Evero seems to like coming out of the bye, we were all 
Yeah, coming out of the bye, we were like, oh, Thomas Brown's going to fix this offense. Well, it turned out Ajero Overo fixed the defense, and the offense never was was never as good as they were. And like the best, the best weeks for the Panthers' offense this season were like weeks like two, three, and five or something stupid. Like they were all early in the season. They've just been useless since. Um, and uh, the um, uh, the back and forth of who's calling plays between Reich and Brown was clearly problematic. Um, the attitude in the building of whether you want to work with Bryce Young or, you know, you're just going to be, uh, you know, a dumpy, uh, you know, cry in the corner because you didn't get C.J. Stroud. That might have had something to do with McCown being let go. Um, he was very um, – He had some statements in the draft cycle was, that I think, yeah, yeah, might have made it He was starting to look more and more like Drago from Rocky IV to every <laughs> week. I, that was – He's that always looked like Drago. I know, but as an American, I didn't care for that. <laughs> My okay, so now now that I have heard this, I, I'm starting to see the puzzle pieces a little bit better. This doesn't really matter, but I think there's a chance this was like uh, uh, we got to get yeah, like Horn brought, being like, a limited participant today was a big deal. Like Chin, yeah, sure. Being a limit, like if you if you get the secondary back together, sure. yeah. uh, it's it's not a bad defense. No, I I you know who I think made the call probably to jettison those guys was probably Jim Caldwell because he got elevated, right? He went from like senior advisor to like offensive, like assistant type assistant, of deal. And uh, so, he, yeah, he, yeah, he's going to have, he'll, he'll have a very healthy, I would guess influence in the vacuum of those players for quarterback and running back. And for what it was worth, like the quarterback coach wasn't doing a very good job. So it can't be any worse. Yeah, I have no, um, I have no problem firing the quarterback coach. Like, <laughs> no, no, at all. No. Jesus Christ! And like, yeah. hey, you're out of here. You can't get. You know what? Actually, out. you know what's an even better, um, like an even more clear sign in hindsight that McCown wasn't the guy. The Texans wanted to hire him. Now we're starting to the pieces are starting to come together. Like yeah, the old you know, they, Texans, the old Texans really wanted him. Uh, we're gonna get to the Texans in a minute because they're making some decisions that I do not like. But that's a I play a little Carolina money line. I'm probably not going to watch this game. <laughs> Indiana. Yep. Well, it's an under. I, I don't watch games that I bet unders on. I will not watch them. Okay. Um, let's if talk they come Indy up on red zone, I get obviously mad. Indy, Tennessee. What's up with Love It, Levis? Is this, a, is this, is, is good God? Is that Ryan Tannehill's music? Is this potentially a, a trappy ish spot for the Colts? Traylon Burks uh, sounds like he's going to come back. I've okay. seen Jay, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is. Dunzo for a few weeks with the thumb injury does not sound like it's going to be the IR. So hopefully maybe just two three weeks I was for him. Very surprised that he goes under the knife and they say two to three. I guess it, it must be a really minor little procedure. Um, I guess because that's you use your hands to having opposable thumbs is just the beast. Kind of important for a running back. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really important for a running back. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is not, this is one I passed on pretty quick when I was looking at it too. It's like uh, it's you know we got a Zach Moss game. You know Downs, the kind of rookie, kind of rookie. He is a rookie, kind of slot guy, but he's fifth in rookies as far as targets go this year. Seventy three, kind of quietly, he's good. Like he's a good young Downs, running. Yeah, good. Yeah, he's a good young wide oh, receiver. Oh yeah, he. In in the Judah plots, which I are my favorite of the positional mm-hmm. plots, he's always he always looks to yeah. stand out good. Yeah. Like they they did a pretty good job drafting the last few years. Got some decent guys. Uh, center Ryan Kelly was a full participant at practice after missing last week with a concussion. So Indy, both teams are getting decent injury news outside of the 
crushing Jonathan Taylor news, obviously. Sure. Uh, Buckner was limited, but he always goes. Uh, I, I, I just have an injury report here because I didn't really look too close at this game. Like what, what we got from Indy last week was a team that had the pieces to take advantage of some missing parts on the, you know, on the Tampa Bay defense. They yeah. still were letting Tampa Bay back into this game. It's yeah. a road game. It's a divisional rival. It's a better coach probably. And we yes. love Steichen, but you still just have all the experience and savvy from, you know, for able, I, I didn't touch this one. I, do you have thoughts? I don't have a lot of thoughts on this one. Uh, no, I don't. I didn't bet this game. I don't have. Yeah, a my, on. I was just yeah, curious if you had a, if you if you if you have anything on um <clears throat> yeah if you have anything on, yeah Moss was perfectly he's probably perfect when, when Taylor was Actually, missing he was what? very good at the beginning of the year. Yeah, if I didn't have a massive amount of respect for Shane Steichen, I would probably have read the Will Levis news and and auto bet the Tennessee Titans like. That that type of that that's catnip for me. Like I love that type of shit. Like oh, this quarterback who's not really playing very well, who they didn't really put a ton of draft capital in, is kind of hurt. And there's a guy who can probably save some people's jobs who's sitting on the bench. Uh, that all does smell like this might be Ryan Tannehill's music time. The problem you is like, the Titans. The Tannehill's not playing well this year, but it's because the offensive line is super duper duper bad. And I don't know. Maybe they maybe maybe the Colts can't take advantage of that. We'll no see. Thanks. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. B- Buckner's good, but the pass rush has been up and down, mostly down, yeah. in my opinion. If it does remain at this price point, yeah, I will tease it. If it is a home <laughs> dog with a lowish total. But if it flips coach, and the Colts are dogs of one and a half, you'll tease that. I might tease both sides. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, it feels like a close game, though. I, I yeah. Will, by the I way, I'm looking at the uh, looking at the wide receiver scatter shot plot right now, and uh, as I would have guessed, the best wide receiver for the Colts is Josh Downs, and the best wide receiver for the Texans uh, for the Titans, Andy, is you want to you want to guess? Uh, Westbrook Akine. Yes, that's the only guy that has he's, any juice. His in that name room. is always getting called. Yes, that's the only guy, and he's not good, but he's the best of who they got. DeAndre Hopkins has been terrible. You know who should see zero snaps? Um, Alex Pierce. Why is that guy getting any snaps? You know, he's uh, playing Kenny, very Kenny, Yeah, Kenny isn't – he's serviceable. You know, in, <laughs> he's like, in the land of the blind, yeah. the one-man, the, the one-eyed yeah. man is king. Drew. He's hovering in the uh, in the Chris, in Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf territory. Man, is, Terry <laughs> used to be so good. He did. All right, yeah, flip, flip, all to, flip to the second All half. Right. Done with this shit. <laughs> Miami, hey, I, play, I made hey. a play in this game. I made a play in this game. I didn't tell you. I didn't tease it in the Sunday at all. You got a guess? I like this under a little. Yes, we are on 50, the same page. I thought fifty was a little much. I agree with um, that. Not only, not only because the Dolphins' defense has gotten so good. Yeah, but just um, Dolphins on the road and some yeah. of the inconsistencies from Tua. Yeah, I know the secondary is. Not great, but Tyreek didn't practice today. Yeah. Um, complete That's... DNP. I think he'll play, guys. Yeah. But if he's not feeling well, if he's not 100%, I don't know. It wasn't an illness, right? That was an injury? No, no. It's an injury. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why I said feeling well. If he's not feeling 100% and they get out to some sort of you know, two-score lead, I don't yeah. think he sees 100% of the snaps in the second half. They're not yeah. watching the ball with a, a, a road <laughs> lead here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I... I like this Sunday. I didn't make a play on it yet, but I don't lay out your thoughts unless I kind of covered them all there. You know, it's a, you know, it's a, a super piece of shit, lousy field 
is FedEx Field. Uh, you know what's what it is, is when not it, a track. You know when it's, it's not a track surface. <laughs> you know when it's especially shitty in December and when it's raining. You know what it's going to be on Sunday? It's going to be December and it's going to be raining. You know what my favorite this. field was? <laughs> oh, the which the one in Chicago with the uh, water sliding. No, the the Coliseum when they'd have to, they'd get tackled like on the third baseline. <laughs> it looked like it had to hurt so much. The Coliseum. Oh yeah. man, well, you yeah, know what? My have, when they played the have, days, you know. I have a weird, unique favorite field story. Um, it's the Mexico City Field. Lost your virginity at Shea Stadium. <laughs> Might as well have Mexico City Field. Uh, yeah. the Stadio Azteca. Stadio You remember when they had a concert there? Before the Rams and the, yeah, uh, and the Chiefs oh, yeah, were supposed you, to play, and they destroyed both, the field. They didn't cancel your tickets. <laughs> they didn't cancel the tickets, even though they moved it to LA, and they, it flipped across three, and because then it landed three. they played at the same time. I think the house the rules yeah. were, as long as yes. they played at the same time, or the same day. Yes. Yeah, middle the, middle, my, middle the best, probably the middle of the best NFL regular season game we've ever had uh, on game. three. Because of the stadium act Azteca can concert that name, destroyed can that field. name that concert? Who was playing? Ooh, I want to say it was like Enrique Iglesias. Is that racist? I was going to say the Boomtown Rats. <laughs> the Boomtown Rats? What? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. We'll let, Dan, we'll let Dan track it down for us as we carry on. Because I don't want to go on a freaking yeah, internet, little, little, internet little, uh, rat hole. Slightly into the, the under. The, uh, Menudo. To track them down. Patrick says Menudo, but Patrick, you're a million years old, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. No, the other angles of the handicap, the commanders right now look like everybody's quit. They're waiting for um, Ron Rivera to get fired. Ron Rivera just took over play calling on the defense, I guess, from Jack Del Rio, but that's not going to help because you have no one talented on that side of the ball. Um, Ron Rivera is running out the clock on this year and will be fired. I think the Dolphins also, um, my goodness gracious, my numbers are just eye-poppingly good for this defense all of a sudden. And I know that popping is not a good adjective for a team that just lost a, uh, a, a an important oh, pass yeah. rush piece to Phillips. an Achilles. But they do have depth at that position, so I'm not like super As long as their secondary, the, the front line off. of the secondary stays healthy, they have a good enough rotation at pass rush, and they yeah. can cover in the middle levels. Yeah. It's it's like a very good defense. This is yeah. a buy on team still. You know, me. here's here's one other uh here's one other uh X factor, right? I'm going to put on my uh, Chernoff hat from the preseason. Bianami going to he, he needs to be thinking about what's my job next year cuz he's he's not getting the head coaching job in in Washington. Like does he sabotage so. this offense to the tune of getting Rivera fired in season so oh he could God. put some put some head coaching tape? <laughs> Is that, if, yeah. if they score if they score like twenty points now, we're again, I'm gonna I'm gonna start thinking of this all I'm gonna be able to think of. <laughs> I, I think he'll get John. There's gonna be like eight openings, man. Oh, I'm oh yeah. Yeah, for I sure. think there's you no. Know, he'll get an, he'll get an offensive coordinator kick somewhere for sure. I would guess, but he needs to he yeah. needs to put. He, he, he's here. He he's here to try. <laughs> yeah. I did the I did the GIF. Nice. Uh, <laughs> you threw him into the politics hellscape. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. No. I I I don't think that's actually a handicapping angle. But the Miami defense is screaming good right now, and uh, the field is going to only help them. Uh, so oh, hopefully there's yeah, not even, hopefully there's not like three defensive touchdowns in this game because that's the I, only I think that, that's my over. concern is like how it holds it too long and we get to Shakira. Sacks. I was gonna say Shakira. Damn, 
It was Shakira. She was Damn really it. good in uh, Zootopia. That was my first guess, but I didn't want to be like that basic bitch, so I went with Inglacius instead. And of course, it was. So Shakira. I went with the Boom Boomtown Rats. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do, you know, do you know who that is? No, uh, never heard of the Boomtown. What's rats. the name of the guy who did Live Aid? Uh, the guy who who ran Live Aid? Yeah. Oh, oh shit, man! That is way way outside of my depth of knowledge. Live Aid guy. What is <laughs> yeah, his name? The, I, Bob Gildoff. Bob, Bob Gildoff. Gildoff. It's his band. Yeah. Peach's dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Look at this. This guy he was knows in the, it. He was in the Boomtown Rats. Okay. Mondays. Huh? Tell okay. me why I don't like Mondays. Yeah. All right. right. Good job. I'm with that. Um, so Ravens. All I remember from the live aid is pretty mercury <clears throat> all right i mean that was pretty good. denver pretty houston was not there i think there's another bet to be had here you know what I it bet is the broncos Ooh, that's spicy what lay that out for me it's a good defense now and it's a good all defense right. in a weird way so it's a high success rate low epa defense which yes is the fanciest way for you to say bend but don't break so, Drew, explain explain success rate to the folks. On, on first down, you need to yes. achieve four yards or something. 60 percent. No, it, what, it's yeah, four forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, I have to. I, I, I can't remember. remember. It's, I it's can't. all yeah, in formulas and spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're ahead. we're looking it up because I think yeah. I screwed it up for right. Yeah. Oh, you, you while while you look so, it up. All right, on first down, you, look it up, you need forty percent on forty percent of your yards to go on yep. first down. So if it's yes. first and fifteen, obviously it changes sixty percent of the yards to go yes. on second down, and then a hundred percent on third and fourth. That's so right. They are they are letting you get yardage. Yes. But they're not letting you. What what drives a bigger EPA per play? You know, getting five yeah. yards on fourth, third, and four. Or getting you know sixty yards, like they're not letting you get these huge chunk plays right now. Correct. And I know some of its opponent. They they are a no explosives against this defense. They're 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 doing a really good job of limiting explosives, which is kind of what we've seen from the Texans. Uh, We had a couple good games of running that has ground to a halt Mm. once people realized that that was not sustainable. Uh, This is a team that's not going to be able to run. This is a team that's not going to be able to get the big play. And as much as I love the Texans, this should be like two. I don't yeah. quite get where this is at. Russell Wilson's playing a lot better. Cortland Sutton's a true star. And they don't really have a kicker right now. That can <laughs> matter. That might have mattered yeah. last week. It didn't might have Did mattered. Did get cut? He got cut. <clears throat> he got cut, re-signed to the practice squad. I think he might be their kicker again. They're trying out other guys. So okay, yeah, so I just, let's, I just let's, need the Broncos to do what they did against the Vikings, all right. just slightly better, because the Vikings are a better defense. And I think that's all. That's all. That's all. Yeah, uh, like, just be be a little be a little better in the red zone. Yeah, score twenty five points. Hell, I'll take twenty four. I, I don't think you need that. I don't think no. you're gonna need it. All right. So here's. I, I don't know. This so total played, is taken up for a reason. I played the under. I played under forty seven and a half here, and the straightforward why. The Broncos are getting it done with very, very favorable field position, some fluky turnover luck. And people are using that as an excuse to be like, I want to bet against the Broncos. And CJ Stroud is hot, hot, hot commodity right now. I want to bet on CJ Stroud. Although, by the way, CJ Stroud did get hit late in that game and was kind of limping around. I saw some clips of him at practice today and he looked okay, but worth keeping an eye on Mr. CJ's health. Um, 
the uh, but the the issue I have with uh, the Texans is they're getting it done with some explosive plays in a passing game to some wide receivers who are creating some decent separation. You know who is not allowing separation? Anyone Patrick in the secondary. Patrick Sertain, Patrick Sertain, Fabian Moreau. Did you know this guy was an elite corner? I didn't. I learned that recently. Uh, and uh, just in general, the outstanding safety play of Justin Simmons, who's one of my favorite players in the NFL. Uh, and uh, yes, ultimately, even the cor- nickel corner is up there. Jaquan McMillan, a name you haven't heard on this podcast before because I've never said it out loud. He's played great. Like they have three bona fide corners and an outstanding safety. I don't think CJ Stroud is going to find a ton of success through the air on this one. And I think it's going to be because there's everybody's going to be pretty well covered. He could take more sacks here. Uh, this could be uh, a little bit of a slog fest as the reintegration of uh, what's that? Uh, Damian Pierce. Is that the running back stand for the Texans? Yeah, That guy stinks. And they are forcing him into the game plan. And he is a wasted down every time they hand it to him. Singletary has lost the juice that he had. And that's sort of that one opportunity. He had, he had like two, two weeks. And, and, and then it yeah, just it's over. It's they over. figured out what they were doing with him, apparently. Um, so it, this is all of a sudden one-dimensional against this, into the teeth of the Broncos. So I think the Texans are really going to have a tough time scoring here. And I think unless the Broncos are getting more advantageous field position, I just don't see how they're going to run away and score. In this uh, and the, game. Yeah, the, the Broncos in general, the defense has been good, but yeah, if, if you don't have a run game at all, yeah. that's problematic because they've been. I figure, look, I, I still have it set for the last six weeks. Yeah. Uh, sixth in the league in defensive rush EPA. That is good. Only, only behind five other teams and just overall EPA over the last six weeks defensively, they are your eighth best team. Extreme. And again, I think that's fair. Sort by success rate. They're down there. They're letting people dink and dunk all over them, but they're not letting them get the big plays. They're not letting them get get into the end zone. So, Funny enough, their offense is all dink and dunk. Funny enough, their offense is all dink and dunk. You're going to need at least two field goals to get that home. But Oh, no, no. you're going to need... No points. Think and doink. Um, all right. So <clears throat> doesn't matter who Sertain's covering. I, I think I think Sertain just probably grabs the side yeah. and covers who's over there because I agree. Um yeah. Dell right. so Dell was a little banged up, correct? <laughs> Quick sidebar. Yeah, he is. He's banged up. Quick sidebar on the Texans. I had this what? written down for Dell. Oh, the other thing too is t- Titus Howard out for the season. Yeah. Problem. Sure. It's not, yeah. uh, it's not your best player. Yeah. But CJ Stroud never, has been so good in the pocket that it kind of hasn't mattered. He's it's, it's somebody, never good to lose another tackle, though. It's not going to help the run game either. No, it's not. Not that that for sure. Yes, that for sure. Um, so sidebar on the Texans real quick. They may win every game down the stretch. It's possible. They may lose this game and then win every game down the stretch. They may make the playoffs this year. We may get to see CJ Stroud kind of pop his uh his postseason cherry that would be good for the state of the nfl in every way i was way. gonna say stinker cherry that sounds so <laughs> filthy Ever erase this clip i don't want to see that at all well, because uh, okay. you always get that stinker when yeah playoff stinker out of the way yep um all right this organization has really healthy whiffs of they don't know what the fuck they're doing like big 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 time ones right like they are the beneficiaries of getting the best quarterback in this draft, maybe even a generational talent who is elevating their performance and kind of masking the fact that there are huge, huge issues with the way they are evaluating talent and rostering this squad, right? 
the decision to trade up for Will Anderson is uh, that that's a that's a glaringly obvious one. Um, the rumors I've heard about who you know who ultimately made the pick for C.J. Stroud, by the way, was not the talent evaluation group. It was straight from the owner's box, uh, and the um, decision today to, to to dink with Amendola, like McNair's a meddler. I like that though. No, McNair is. Oh, yeah, he's a meddler. Yeah, he's a meddler in the, the best way possible, and that he got yeah, a franchise he, quarterback he, for you. Yeah, and he, I, he I, I heard. I, I honestly, I heard it was his wife. I heard it was literally came from McNair's wife to take Stroud. Yes, I absolutely do too. And uh, she knows ball, by the way. Um, anytime you hear her talk about football, she definitely knows what she's talking about. Um, all right. They, they did two dumb things today that I just want to kind of add to the pile of are are they a smart organization? The first was they cut the best cornerback, at least among their cornerbacks who have played this year, meaningful snaps in Shaq Griffin today. And I am somewhat shocked that they're going to yeah, give would, more runs to the that. bad guys. <clears throat> Why would they do that? And do like, that? hey, if you just if you literally just need to get more run for Singletary so that you know, oh yeah, there's more evidence. You took Singletary over uh, Sauce Gardner in the 3-4 last year, right? You took Will Anderson over Jalen Carter. That's not obviously a win, right? You took, uh, um, you know, the, the um, what do you call it? Uh, the, you cut your kicker who you just trotted out to try to hit a 58-yard miracle desperation field goal, missed it by six inches, and you're going to move on from him? Like, you found a diamond in the rough there. What are you doing? Like, I, I'm, I'm literally kind of seeing a bunch of puzzle pieces that look like a very dysfunctional front office that is being masqueraded by the fact that cj stroud could be just generationally awesome stingley sorry what did i say singletary my bad uh yeah Derek stingley has been not good he's been not good so far and you know who has been all pro two years in a row now sauce gardner uh so good job evaluating that position um and yeah i mean the process about getting will anderson in the first place and you know, the fact that you hired a head coach who was literally like ready to go to war this year with Davis Mills and forego the quarterback position entirely. Like these are all red flags. Uh, and so I don't know if the if the wheels fall off and the Texans don't make the playoffs and they lose a bunch of games that they should have won. And we're all sitting there scratching our heads like I think it all kind of comes back to just mismanagement of the roster and, you know, talent evaluation, self-scouting, all of that, which might be broken there. So um just just kind of a, a word of caution about getting too geeked up about this uh, Houston squad. All that said, I would really like to see CJ Stroud get to the playoffs. <clears throat> I mean, sometimes it's just sometimes it's just the team ends up with the right players and they're good. Sure. But honestly, it it wouldn't yeah. even be the first time that it happened to this exact franchise <laughs> in the last ten point. years. That's How many point. playoff appearances and wins did we get out of a, a Texans team that wasn't yeah. even that good? Was mis- <laughs> mismanaged from the top that had yeah. a bad head coach. That team was getting high seeds and winning division titles because they ended up with Watson and you know a couple other players. They had a couple decent receivers. <laughs> This is crazy. It's just this is yeah. this has happened. We've seen this before in Houston. Um, yeah, I'll be on Texans plus three and a half. Yeah, I hope I hope CJ uh, Broncos, 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 yeah, Broncos, plus Broncos plus plus yeah. three and a half. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm well, under I'm on the under here. Uh Niners one. Philly. Uh we have talked a lot of football already. It's our 18 minutes in the pod, and here we are finally at the game that matters the most. Um, where are you currently with the developments in this market and with the matchups that you are the most excited to try to 
uh, kind of solve as we problem solve this very important handicap? I thought about this from a, I, I, I first approached this game from the spot of managing the Eagles defensive game plan. And I spent about 10 minutes on that and realized they're fucked. They're just fucked. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you do. I guess you're at home. That's something, but man, like, Oh, like, how, how are you going to do this? You've, You've kind of been doing it on a wing and a prayer with the secondary and your coverage unit in general against some and not only that, you gotta be ground down from these last two games. Like the, you haven't had a you haven't had an easy road to go here. The Niners, they just went and beat a, beat the shit out of the Seahawks, get extra rest coming into this game, and are just hyper efficient. Like if you what do you say? Well, we gotta take away Debu, Debu. Debo, Debo, Debo. Well, there goes Ayuk over the top. Oh, we should take away. We got to take away Ayuk. Oh, McCaffrey's got 150 scrimmage yards already this half because we're trying to go deep quarters, and he's just getting eight yards carry because we're uh, you know over pursuing on the blitz, and they're hitting us on stupid little screen passes here and there. Like they can do so many things offensively. It's very very hard. Like this is similar to what I said about Seattle. If the Eagles want to win this game, it has to be the old shitty cliche that we always used to run against the the when we were at the height of like Tyreek and Patrick. They have to have the ball for 40 minutes and they have to score on probably if their drives equal N, they have to score on like N minus one. Like they can't have empty drives. They have to score points. Yes. Because I don't think they have the chops. To even yeah, and it, Mark's bringing up the weather might not be great, even in bad weather. I don't. Well, it think wasn't they great last week for Buffalo. No, no, I, they, they, I, yeah, they, they don't have, they don't have what it takes to to slow this down. So, like their offensive game plan has to be pretty bleeping perfect. That said, they have a good set of wide receiver one, wide receiver two against a secondary that can be beat. These corners are not great, you know. Out on an island, Hafunga is missing for the better part of a year now. That matters. And if you know, if you can get Swift going at all against his front, against these linebackers, he's he's good. He's had a good year. They've run some really good, you know, quarterback draws, scripted runs, quarterback delays. Like Hertz needs to probably have 50 yards rushing. And yeah, it just gotta be ball control. So like I'm not super interested at these at this price. I'm I'm pretty much on market. I think these prices are great. I'm excited to watch this game. I don't think I'll bet it. Okay. Like it, it, I, but I do think like if you want Eagles money line, I'm not so sure Eagles are winning in a shootout. Like I think if you like Eagles money line, you kind of like this under. Like, well, that's a good point. The probably a little bit of correlation to that. Yeah, right. Like the Eagles win this game if they have a 10 minute drive in the fourth quarter. So, which they, I don't know. I'm excited about it. It's fun. This is, this is, this is one of the craziest stretches of playing. What, who are, who are the four best quarterbacks in the league not named Jalen Hurts? I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the league, but he's, He's in the top five right now. Based Mahomes, on what Josh Allen, likes. Purdy, and Dak. Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? I'm 
pretty sure if not like i'm sure you can make cases for a few other guys so here's the thing about ranking quarterbacks people want to do it while divorcing it from the offensive system and coach that's stupid like, no, like Purdy, just Purdy, adding work. Purdy with his system. Yeah, he, yeah he's quarterback should be he's evaluated as a conduit for what the offense is trying to do. <clears throat> so they go hand in hand. Like, like trying like, to divorce yeah, like Mahomes and Reed. Why bother? It's like it's like saying one of the you know one of the <clears throat> best trains in the world isn't any good without tracks. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna run this train <laughs> on tracks because that's how that works. Like he is. <laughs> hey, guess what? He he plays for San Francisco. He's under contract there. Yeah. He's kind of forced to play the Shanahan yeah. system. He's been the best conduit for he Shanahan's is, vision that we've ever seen. Yeah. They, they're going to handcuff him to playing with Debo and Ayuk and CMC and Kittle. That's yeah. his cross to bear. So Purdy <laughs> is a top five quarterback. There's no way around Yes. This. Yes. Absolutely right. We agree. Um, all right. So, uh, <laughs> what are your top three trains? All I can, oh my God. Oh, all the Santa, poor, Santa Fe is Bobby pretty, Bacala getting Santa Fe looks, Santa Fe is a pretty good looking train. <clears throat> um what do you think of the uh the um the pacific northwest yeah i'm a big i mean that's a little more local yeah okay b and o b and o is yeah that was a good one yeah yeah pennsylvania <laughs> railroad sucks yeah um all right the uh <laughs> percy henry and gordon yeah uh those were what was the sad train that got that got cemented up into the tunnel (laughs) such a sad episode (laughs) i don't remember i don't remember all right uh so um he was a bad train though uh okay so back to this game in this matchup um i agree with you i think the eagles offense must be good to win this game i think they will I think the Niners' offense will be good uh, in the, in a vacuum. I think this total is laugh was was laughably low. I think it's getting there now. Uh, what did I play? Forty six and a half. I think I got forty six and a half in this game, which I kind of can't believe um, was better was available. Is it flipped across forty seven already, or is there a push? Was there two way here? Um, forty seven flat at uh, at Chris. Okay, uh, forty seven and a half at Circa. Um, Okay, so we'll we're on the right side. And a quarter. Yes, yeah. it's, it's half. And okay, half. Uh, I think uh, I think just you know just the world of both of these offenses being able to succeed and, and score points, um, and the weather is the only X factor that is kind of somewhat concerning, and that and the Eagles with the lead milking the clock and making this a short game. I don't think the Niners are as capable of uh, doing like a power running ten minute drive type of stuff. Their running game is so freaking explosive. Um, they gate they gash too much. <laughs> they gash too much. So uh, this should be a fun one. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm very very excited for this one. Spread to me looks perfect. Uh, in a vacuum, with both if, if both these teams had a week rest to prepare for this, like we had leading into the Eagles Chiefs, <clears> right? <throat> this was like neutral, totally neutral rest in Philly. We would not see a two and a half. This number reflects a lot of people kind of convinced that the Eagles defense is going to be limping into this one with the injuries they sustained at the linebacker and safety position, combined with the fact that they were on the field for approximately 994. It was 90. There was 90 plus offensive plays that they had to face. This defense. It's not a short week, but it's still, you know, you're not getting any extra rest, and the Niners are, and that's problematic for them. Now, we, now there's a full train conversation. Honestly, the best, <laughs> the best NFL themed train was probably Earl Thomas and his brother. What uh... <laughs> that story? Uh, <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, the um, 
final thoughts on this one here. Um, I do worry a little bit about I, I didn't play the Niners because I think the price is if, perfect. If the Eagles win, is the one seed done? Yes. They'll be 11 it's and one. Probably man. done anyway. I don't know. The Cowboys game has some leverage, obviously. But man, they, if they if they sneak this one out, that game matters a lot less. Yeah, I'm feeling less enthusiastic about the Cowboys lane, actually getting call. it done. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 a little worried about the Niners being susceptible in the secondary. Although, did you see uh, AJ Brown hit the injury report today? I was a little bit surprised. Did you know yeah. he was hurt? I didn't even know he was sick. Are we doing norm? No, I was a surprise. I did not know AJ Brown was hurt, and That's he, the he says, today. Dad, like he died like thirty years ago, or whatever he says. It's like, <laughs> like, not close to the right amount of years. Um, I have to check that out. I did not see that. Okay. I don't know if it was something nagging or right. an actual um, injury. I mean, it's kind of problematic because you don't have Dallas Godea. Um, so that and, that's the one yeah. the one note I did have on this too is Godare has said he's going to try to play. Oh really? There's oh. no fucking way, right? Oh. It's way too soon. He had okay. a broken arm. I don't think he plays. If he plays, yeah. that helps. But even if he does it, I wonder if it's a limited snap situation or as a decoy. I'm not so sure that he's ready to go yet. Okay. I think that was a bit of a okay, da- okay, Dallas. I dig it. Um, uh, Cleveland right, so, Rams. No, no, real one last th- one last thought. Because you brought up success rate today. Mm-hmm like you to give this some thought before we get to Dallas Philly and how you price the Eagles offense. If you use success rate, if you use EPA per play, that formula, those formulas are based on historical observations, empirical data, if you will. All the data points from previous football games. You know what we've never had ever before is a team that has a hundred percent probability of success when you get to fourth and one or third and one I know it which, really changes the dynamic it really really does and it kind of makes any kind of pluck you know pluck and drop like statistics into a historical uh you know kind of reference model a little bit invalid for the eagles offense because do they need to get 40 percent on fourth down on first down no do they need to get 60 percent on second down probably not like they have some successful plays where they're just getting two yards and they need when they need four on second down right like that is a win because then you just need to push push particularly in the red zone that's a win right and they have you know they just have a very very unique um aggressiveness willingness to go for it and the high probability of converting these short ones i mean honestly it makes me wonder why like is it risk of injury that they just don't go for the two-point conversion and tush push every single time they score a touchdown? Yeah, I don't know. Doing it too many times, there is a risk of injury, but like do you think that's really I mean, what do you think that's what it is though? Like that's why they wouldn't do it? Because like their their probability of converting from two yards out with the tush push, I can almost say with absolute 60? certainty is more than 50%. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say 60, 65. I mean, it's a little further out, so it's a bigger ask, but they're doing it more than 50%. Like it's a plus EV problem, unless you want to figure in. Think they're saving it for the playoffs, maybe? Or like, yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, I, it is a high risk thing. <clears throat> I mean, there's definitely, like, there's definitely a chance that you get important guys hurt doing that. 
The um, uh, and you know, it depending on what time of the what time of the year, what time of the year, what time of the game it is. Just a fourth and one, and obviously depending what side of the field and where but I mean, it can have a five, ten, twenty percent, you know, win probability swing. Sure. The fact that everybody else in the world is, you know, what what's our what's our fourth down conversion rate on four, fourth and one league wide? Do you think I don't have that in front of me? I don't think I know. Uh, I'm gonna it's probably in the 54 50 percent range 54 50 yeah between 50 and 60 yeah yeah the fact that they're doing it 90 plus it's huge yeah and if you stuck around this long if you watch this for an hour and 31 minutes you must like something we're doing so please by all means give us a thumbs up that helps youtube know that people like this helps to grow the platform it's the least okay could do thanks for the shout out on that taylor obviously subscribing helps as well and uh yeah i i don't have a lot left on that i don't want to talk about the brown so <laughs> this could be um <clears throat> hector made me think about this a little because i just kind of went in blindly and and before i started thinking too heavily about it but flacco might be a slight upgrade um over dtr I looked at it, and I looked at his numbers last year, and yes, he got benched for Mike White, but that offensive line was like a bottom three offensive line, and he's a statue. That's not a great situation. He's getting put in similar situation. It's not good, but he's not going to throw, you know, the turnovers. The, the turnover thing was the biggest thing when I was reading how Hector had priced it. He he made a case for a little bigger adjustment. I'm like. Half, I said, I'm going to adjust this up a half price, a half point, and then completely ignore this game. Like it's just, it's it's not a game I'm going to look at or bet. Okay. So have fun with this one. Like, Ram, <laughs> Ram, Rams should win. The Rams are motivated to win. The, obviously, they both are. I mean, they're both in playoff hunt. The Rams are, or the Browns are actually in the playoffs, which is so nuts. Can you, has there ever been a team with, like this late in the season, that's in a wild card spot that is on their fourth starting quarterback. It's not guaranteed to be Flacco, but it's seeming to trend that way. The way the concussion protocols work, so uh, not great, not great, Bob. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like Flacco. <clears throat> My, I like the Rams a lot here. I think the Rams are a buy, 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 buy right now. Not just because of this Browns. I'm, I'm looking at playing them a little more long term. I think they'll be a. I, I did bet them today to to make the playoffs. Yeah, I that that is the that's my favorite future. If you could only let me have one right now, um, tougher to get that down. So I got a decent chunk of Rams NFC at sixty five to one, just as, as a opportunity to try to extract a little equity because I think the Rams uh, very realistically could get the six seed, um, which would match them up against the Lions, who I think are pretty fraudulent. Um, the Rams offense matches up well against the Browns defense, in my opinion. I know that there are certain man zone, uh, pass rush with four kind of type of signal that says, you know, against this type of defense, um, Matt Stafford tends to have poor games. Uh, I will say though that the Browns, uh, you know, that the absence of Denzel Ward was very, very, very obvious last week. Greg Newsom got destroyed in that game. Um, 
I don't have a strong read about whether Denzel Ward will be back or not, but I definitely think that uh, the different characters you have in the passing attack for the Rams here uh, is going to be tough for the Browns. Pass did, you, defense did you see the injury against... report, the whole injury report for the Browns? It's like everybody, yeah. They had yeah. 16, they had 16 yeah. players that were you know listed DNPs. as dnps are limited and yeah. none of them are just like rest like miles garrett is clearly injured he's gonna just try to play through it but if you saw how he looked in the you know the later parts of that game he was his win rate against the the offensive line was way down it's he's a yes. completely neutered with i mean he's playing with one arm Amari yeah. Cooper, if he doesn't play, that's, that's huge. Uh, that that shot to the ribs was pretty hard. That's it was important. bad. Yeah. Kareem Hunt has a groin injury, and Joku has a knee injury. You, like you said, he got Teller and Batonio that are like this team is very, very, very beat up. Like, Plus, you're already I mean, on your replacement tackles on both sides. Yeah, it's it's Rams or nothing, and there's at least probably you have a mobile. At least you have a mobile quarterback. Oh, so there was the oh. best price I found was plus two forty. Um, I, okay. it's uh, two to one or better. Honestly, there was a two twenty five at Bet Online still this afternoon. I think that's a that's something definitely worth looking at, considering the the path, what the what is more than likely to happen to the Seahawks and or Vikings, and yeah. you know kind of what they can go and yeah, Cooper Cup full go today. That's important. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's it's trending towards. Why aren't we playing this at uh, Rams minus seven and a half? Is, that was kind of my only thought. Like, seriously. I was like, thinking, oh, yeah. yeah well, like, you, the, you have this Browns stuck in your head. Like, yeah. oh, it's such a tough defense. It's such a yeah. tough defense. Browns might score three points. Yeah. With Miles Garrett injured, it's still a good defense. It's not great anymore. And yeah. this is a, a team that can beat you over the top. It can beat you short yeah. and has a smart quarterback and a good coach. And it's at home. And they're and healthy. A half your team, half your team's fucking injured. Like, yeah, the Rams. Yeah, the Rams cover seven and a half by being dead. You know what the very best points? You know what the best Rams offenses <clears throat> were, Andy? It wasn't the Stafford offenses that won the Super Bowl. At the Ram- it wasn't the best Rams offenses were the Gurley offenses, where they had just absolutely sick balance between rush pass, right? And the offensive line was winning one v ones, and they were creating just gashing lanes, and they had a guy who was. Uh, athletic enough and kind of sharp enough to just knife, 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 and they have that again with Kyron Williams. I cannot believe this guy matters as much. He's as a he playmaker. Does. I cannot believe it, but he looks amazing. And I gotta tell you, like the juice with the I overall know Patrick, team. Patrick beat me to the joke. The good Rams oh, teams. Oh yeah, right. Kurt Warner and well, Marshall yeah, Falk. The greatest show. The greatest big, show. Is, big play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big play. Tory Hall. <laughs> yeah, right. The greatest show. Turf's not walking through that door. But I meant like under McVeigh. The best ones were the ones with Gurley, where they had such amazing balance, and they got that again. Um, and they got a better quarterback now uh, with Stafford, in my opinion. And they have a very, very—I just like the diversity in the wide receiver room, like the different things that each guy can do, and the way we haven't even talked about Tutu Atwell. We haven't talked about Atwell. We haven't talked about Tyler Higby. He's having a great season. Like they, this is a really, really—I um, just think it's—I just think this is—they are peaking at the right time. And you look at their schedule and like they beat, they won the games they needed to win to stay kind of in the mix. And they lost games that they were probably supposed to lose because they were up against either elite teams or they had Brett Rippon and an under center, right? Like they, they lost the games they were supposed to lose and they won the games they were supposed to win. And now they're healthy and peaking and improving. And honestly, like you want an even crazier one than Rams winning the Super Bowl at uh, 65 to one. Byron Young. Defensive Rookie of the Year, 
already has five sacks. If he has a game, if he goes off in this one up against some backup tackles and sacks Joe Flacco two, three times, like that'll be the talk on Monday. Uh, and I, you know, it, 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 it has been a while since Jalen Carter has been accruing counting stats and Byron Young can get to 10 this year and he's going to get consideration in that field. And I kind of can't believe he's 75 to one. I, I think the time is probably too short, but I don't hate, I don't hate the effort. <laughs> okay. Fair I, enough. I mean, it's not how you start. It's how you finish in the rookie. Of the year know, it, it's very, very true with the words. It is how you finish. And yeah. it just feels, and granted, the market doesn't always reflect how the voters actually feel. But it's just been so long since anyone's pushed, even Witherspoon, which Witherspoon can ah. take a step back. So, and that's the thing too. Witherspoon and Carter have not—I mean, it's not both prime time, yeah. but it pretty much is. I mean, this is the three o'clock game. The nation's watching. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to be watching Byron. You know, no, that, that, that's, that's the true. problem. He's up up against the Philly. But that, he doesn't have to have a good game. He just has to exist. Yeah. Well, if the Rams blow out <laughs> here and people will take notice, and then it's two yeah, blowouts no, in they, a row, they, like, yeah. he needs some counting stats and a, a big <laughs> yeah. win, like a shutout. Nut flush. Uh, I thought I didn't like teams of little five foot three players. Uh, if you're going to stock the entire wide receiver room with the same exact kind of prototypical player, then I'm out. If you're going to put Tutu Atwell in there with possession guys and guys that can run crisp routes and guys that, you know, and, 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 you know, solid tight ends, receiving tight ends. Like now we're talking like he's perfectly compliment to travel, perfectly complimentary piece to everything else they got in that receiving room. Anyway, Rams for me is, is a bet. And, uh, I, think, I might have, I, think I might have a small high. bet on like just Rams yeah. team total over because it's, it's going to yeah. be so low. I would just like to hear, I I'm just like, I'm just I'm dying for to be right on this and to hear people respond to the fact that Joe Flacco off the couch with a, a with a walking wounded offensive line and no one to throw to was only a three and a half point dog on the road. Like I'm I'm dying to hear people kind of rectify that because if this feels like uh, the potential to be a very wrong price. Well, oh, and I think I think the adjustment that isn't getting made is from Garrett. Like sure, sure. A fifty percent sure. Garrett is not Miles Garrett. He might as well not be out there. Sure. He, if he's not making a, a huge difference, and he, he's not, you know, you can see that in game, and you can adjust your blocking schemes. You can adjust your. You know, suddenly you're not chipping him anymore with the tight end because you yeah. don't need to. Like suddenly yeah. it, it opens things up if you know you don't have to put an extra hat on him in some yeah. ways. Like yeah. he makes a bigger difference to me than anything if he's not going at a hundred. Yeah, people are asking why you know, Patrick, why is this moving against the Rams? Uh, to the be- degree I can tell you, people who are making a case for the Browns are doing so because of their style of defense against Stafford. And that might ultimately be the key, but they might not have to get very many points in here just to cover three and a half because I just, I, I'm I'm old enough to remember Joe Flacco against the Miami Dolphins in Week 18 last year, Andy. That dude was over football, and you know what? <laughs> he spent the first ten weeks of this season on the couch. He did. He did get benched from Mike White at one point, man, and then they brought yeah. him back at the very end. Yeah, yeah. The, the man's own splits. Yeah, but 
See, get an awful smart offense. You're gonna you, the the Browns are gonna need defensive touchdowns in this one. Short fields, they're gonna need every single bounce to go but their it's, way. It's like how how did they beat the Steelers? They played all world defense. Yeah. Won won the you know field position game and had one good drive. That's right. They they're gonna need exactly that. But I, they're gonna also that, need Flacco. That's not the game to plan the rest of the year. Yeah, they're gonna need and, Flacco not to get not get strip, strip sacked. Um, the yeah, uh, no, I, I'd be yeah, I'd be down at the Viper Room, man. I wouldn't. <laughs> so that's the and that's the other thing. Two two super quick points here. Number one, it should be mentioned that the Browns' defense is much much better at home, where they have the crowd noise with them. That pass rush is like an all universe, right? On the road, it hasn't been the same. Those are just the facts. That's the stats. That's the that's the st- statistical data, the empirical data, right? And number two, I think the Browns were right when they made the decision to stay in LA this week to avoid the travel demands of two trips across the country. But they really could have used a trip home and some of the home kind of medical remedies available to them as opposed to being in a makeshift facility at UCLA this week and trying to get a, all their guys treatment and trying to get their guys right when they're sleeping in a hotel instead of at home, right? Like they kind of got unlucky, I think, and that everybody's hurt and they're on the road, right? Yeah. It's different like staying out West when you have a you know, torn labrum. It's different it's staying out West. Still- it's, it's also different. I think if you break down the data a little bit of teams doing the, you know the the week away, the home away from yeah. home. It's different at the beginning West, of the season. East, than East, the oh, end. sure, sure. Yeah, at the beginning of the season, it helps you kind of get a concentrated week of practice and get everybody on the same page, right? Whereas at the end of the season, it's kind of like, fuck, these guys need a vacation badly. <laughs> They're all beat up. They need health and they need rejuvenation and a, and a good night's sleep in their own beds more than they need. They need you know, like the, the like in the movie, like the montage of like the team having fun. Yeah. Rollerblading through the mall yeah, and going out exactly. for pizza. Yeah. Like it did yeah. not work out well for the Patriots a couple years ago when they played Chargers Rams back to back. That second game, the Patriots were just, they looked so, that was the end of the season. They were so done. A um, couple examples of that I can point to, but uh, that one really stands out. Uh, when it's been super successful for teams staying over, it's been like between weeks one and week six. Anyway, moving on. Something to watch for when you do the uh, schedule one next week. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I probably won't play this game because I already got in bed with the Rams to make the playoffs. Okay. Kansas uh, City at Green yeah. Bay. Green Bay opened seven, saw heavy action. This is down to five and a half at some spots. Wow. I think that makes sense if you believe that love is good. And I want your take on rewatching that one because it's been a couple weeks against bad defenses. And we're going to keep doing this thing. And this is how football works, guys. Nothing yeah. is. This is how life works. Nothing is black and white. It isn't just mm-hmm. he got it. And it isn't just those defense sucks. It's a it's a combination of the two. But I'm a lot closer to 50-50 than I thought I would be. Yeah. He doesn't look as lost. He's not missing the throws he was missing earlier in the year. It looks like he has a little more confidence. I still don't know if he's good. I don't know if it's ever going to be like a long-term good quarterback, but against a bad defense, that worked out. That said, 
These are very good coverage corners. This is a good secondary. This is kind of a good defense. It's at home, but it's against a better team. Um, seven probably was too much, but at this point, these numbers are about where we're at. Um, I'm I'm pretty close on this. Let me look what I have. I know this total is about where I need to be, especially with how those second halves have played out for KC at certain points. But I'm at I'm at six point two. So keep it right now. I have Green Bay as the 13th best offense and the 13th best defense. I think they're pretty damn average. I guess that's better than average. Um, but the Green Bay Detroit game, I went back into the rewatch thinking. I'm going to feel stupid for the bets that I made. And I actually didn't. No, it's just a bad golf game part two. A bad golf game part two combined with the fact that if they don't go down early in that one, it's a very different game state and they stick with the run attack more and they're asking golf to do less. And yeah. instead of playing into the teeth of the Packers defense, which is their very solid pass defense, they instead of having to deal with you know kind of aggressive pressure with the other team knowing you have to throw, you know you the the balance is very very different, right? So I think ultimately it was very the fluky fumble six was kind of the key really, and in terms of like tilting the game state to where the Lions had to go away from yeah their it got spot. out of hand too fast the game state yeah, they, just went to hell they went the game state went to hell and they had to go away from their strength which uh, impacted the um, uh, oh, speaking of, we didn't even talk lines in this one, right? We skipped lines, New Orleans. No, oh, anyway, don't worry about it. Um, Linos minus four, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think they they pivoted away from their game state, and that caused the game the ball the game to kind of roll downhill the wrong way. Um, Packers, uh, on the other hand, I think we did learn that love is for real. Like, I don't think he's going to ultimately be like just a world beater. Uh, I don't think he's going to move the needle for, uh, you know, championship equity for them, but he definitely uh, looks like a guy that, um, you know, can make a playoff run this year. I think the, I think they, I think the Packers lose this game. And I think that's when you bet Packers to make the playoffs. And I think that's Rams Packers six, seven. Uh, and I think that's a, that's a fun, uh, that's a much more fun playoff field than Seahawks and Vikings. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, we that, did. That, we did skip that. We'll, we'll we'll touch on that one last, and then we'll leave Monday Night Football like we do till Sunday. Yeah. Um, although, okay. if you do believe in if you do believe in this Jacksonville offense, you saw that you yeah. saw what this defense is. Cincinnati's like, looks quit 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 like they have called it a season. Um, and honestly, it, Cincinnati's better served losing at this point than getting a good draft. So, and and um, that's the fun part about that. And I, I do want to say one thing on Monday Night Football. So the total is coming down. But the Jags <laughs> line is getting bet out, which is saying that Cincinnati is ex not expected to score as much, which I, I still uh, yeah. am not a buyer on this Jacksonville defense. Yeah, I am with you there. Um, all right. The <laughs> the, uh, the Chiefs I, out in the hallway or something. I laid the six with the Chiefs. Uh, not like my favorite play by any stretch of the imagination this week. But uh, I do think the Chiefs match up pretty well against the Packers defensively. I think the Packers have some injury issues that still need to be sorted out, and they're not going to be at peak until next week. Um, and I think this is a huge, huge step up for Jordan Love in terms of 
you know, what he's going to be asked to do against a much better pass defense, especially. So um, I can see a little, I can see a, a step backwards for Mr. Love this week before ultimately a couple more steps forward. And it's not a strong read, um, but I like uh, I like the fact that you're getting Pat Mahomes under a touchdown here, even though, yes, it's on the road and it's against the team that the decent-ish pass defense. There were some signs of life from the Chiefs' pass offense against the Raiders, and it might have been Raiders, but it might have been Chiefs. And I think that this is the time of season that they're going to try to continue to build and kind of gain a little bit of confidence on the offensive side of the ball. And um, really nothing bad to say about the way that the Chiefs are defending right now. Um, Packers not getting a ton on the ground. That's the one place you can really attack the Chiefs. Nick Bolton uh, available to come back in practice, maybe available in this game matters for the run defense for the Chiefs. Um, really, I just think the Chiefs defense can keep the Packers under 20, which speaks, which means uh, Chiefs minus six is very live. 27-20 is where I project this one ultimately, so maybe I should have just played the over. But in the case of the Packers... Um, you know, really, really don't show up score wise, and it's like twenty seven thirteen or something. I would feel uh, feel a lot better with Chiefs minus six in hand. So, Chiefs for me, light bet. Linos, you got thoughts? Yeah, Linos. To uh, Linos defense isn't great, but what is left for the you know the wide receiver core for New Orleans? Olave is still in the concussion protocol. Thomas is done. Like it hasn't been good with Carr probably still playing injured it's at home and geez, there's a very loud child outside right now <laughs> so i'll probably just seed the floor so i can mute um, <laughs> maybe go out there and give them the proper discipline kids need <laughs> spare the rod you know drew um weather the weather in green bay i hadn't seen that it was gonna be too bad it's been shit nah, it could it could be like uh like snow I think it's cold but i mean yeah. kansas city's kind of a cold weather team yeah. yeah, so Olave did practice today, Matthew. You got that correct, but he still has steps to pass before the game. So it's it's the short window, which you don't get through often. Um, practicing is a good sign, but it's not it's not looking like it's not looking like it's a, a sure thing that he will play. They really need him to play too, otherwise they are down to like the you know the back of the cupboard, the crumbs at the back of the cupboard, the wide receiver room. Um, against a team that you should be able to attack a little. I don't have a strong take here other than I think the Lions are able to score some points. It's indoors, it's on the road, and they really need to bounce back a little or offensively. Goff should be able to eat. No no Lattimore. You have the good wide receivers. You have a good young tight end. Why not? So yeah. I had looked at Detroit uh, team total over, but, man, it's a lie. Okay, I played a little line. I know you played and, minus four. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know these guys. <laughs> I just I feel like the Saints' defense is completely falling apart. Demario Davis must be hurt and playing through injury because he's been very ineffective. Uh, no, Jay, no, um, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, which has been a big problem. Um, no pass rush. Cam Jordan's been hurt. Uh, hey, I have no idea how the Saints get off the field. I think the Lions can probably just run it down their throats. The same way that the uh, Falcons did. In fact, if I was the Lions, I would just go ahead and put on the Falcons tape and just say, okay, guys, let's go get them. Well, let's do that. Um, yeah, let's do yeah, that. The, like, I, like I mentioned. And then we the did Falcons, that. They ran yeah. for like 250. It wasn't, all, it wasn't all the way there, but it was close to 250 yards rushing. Yeah, and, something's very, very wrong with the defense and personnel and health and stuff. In the, and and, that's, and not I, even, I, that's not even to say the wide receiving core is down to, eight, you know, you're, you're down to the absolute dregs in uh, New Orleans now. 
So I do, and I do think too what what we've seen from Goff over the last like couple years, the -hmm. good Goff is more indicative of what we should be getting than what we saw the last two weeks. It was bad, but he's better than that. I mean, everybody has bad games, so yeah. Um, yeah, Lions just have yeah, Lions just have one of the best rushing attacks going right now, and uh, the the Saints is they're in troubles. Um, All right. Uh, let's yeah, call the show. Uh, Good job, Kamara, man. Kamara probably has what seventeen targets. <laughs> I mean, that's that's hopefully the game Brian plan Branch anyway. neutralizes was, him. Yeah, I mean, even even yeah. with Thomas and Olave in, like that was the game plan. Because yeah, that's actually fun. the one thing that has me hesitant from getting super excited about the Lions here is that the loss of Olave and Shahid is kind of muted by the fact that they weren't using them effectively anyway. <laughs> so uh, who cares if they're not available, right? I know that's stupid, but like when the Saints were at a deficit, at least they had those guys. Now if they are down in this game, I'm not sure how they come back. Doghouse says the Jags defense stinks. Bengals team total over 13 and a half. I'm, I've been tempted by that 38 because I don't think, I don't think the Jags defense stinks. Their second half defense certainly is not good. I don't think it's a it's as good of a defense as people are making it out to be, considering you know the the game states and then who they've played. Mm-hmm. And if you look, if you watch those games, it's it's coming together at times, but it's still very up and down. And obviously, Cincinnati's just a garbage fire on defense. Like, yeah, I'm not sure that total coming down is starting to tempt me, and I feel like I'm gonna have a bad time betting an over 38 in that one. Jake Browning. Good luck with good luck to you. Although I will agree with you that the Jags defense is are currently right now I have them twenty second. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. All right, let's hey. call it, man. Good show. Good show. Yes, good appreciate you. Hit the thumbs up. Enjoy your day. We'll catch you tomorrow for the Cowboys offensive outburst. All over, all over the Seahawks, guys. See you tomorrow. I just refuse to, to acknowledge the existence of New Orleans. <laughs> the Saints are no longer an NFL franchise. They've been demoted. Nope, to- they lost to the Falcons. We won the rivalry game. Return like nothing counts. Falcons, Falcons fan 